Hello, welcome back to the Cloisterbell podcast. Hi, Liam. Hi, Rob. We're in the fifth year of the podcast. Yes, we are, yes. And the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> but that's not important. <laughs> no. Um. So, yeah, today we're going to um do some David Tennant. Do you know which one we're going to do? <laughs> well, I would have thought so. I hope so. Unless I've watched the wrong episode. Since David Tennant announced he was handing back the keys to the TARDIS, there's been feverish speculation about who will be the next Time Lord. Tonight, we might just have the answer, because just for children in need, we have got a worldwide exclusive sneak preview of the Doctor Who Christmas special. Is it time to meet the next Doctor Who? Let's Did you watch this at the time, Liam? No, I don't. What, what is that? Children in need preview. Ah, oh yes, of course she said. <laughs> Should be paying attention. This is, of course, the opening scene. Oh yes, in, uh, with the Doctor Victoria arriving London. and grinning like an imbecile at everything he sees. Yeah. Is this a bit um, Charles Dickens with a kid coming up? Uh, oh yeah, it's 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 incredibly Charles Dickens. What are you selling nuts? Yes, chestnuts. You there, boy? What day is this? Christmas Eve, sir. Yeah. You fickle something. Why? Just answer the question. Year of Lord 18. Why are we doing a Christmas story after Christmas, Liam? Don't know, why not? Or maybe it's because uh we're running a bit behind schedule. <laughs> As always. Yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. Stand back, what we got here? Ooh. Okay, I've got it. And whatever's behind that door, I think you should get out of here. Stop. Ah! Oh, no, I'm standing right here. Don't be stupid. Who are you? I'm the doctor. Doctor O. Just the doctor. Well, there can't be two of you. Where the hell have you been? That's, of course, Rosita. Mm-hmm. And here's David Morrissey. Simply the doctor. The one, the only, and the best. Rosita, give me the sonic screwdriver. What? Now, quickly, get back to the TARDIS. Back to the what? If you could stand back, sir, this is a job for a Time Lord. Job for what, Lord? tricking us we'll have to tune in at christmas to find out but look, a massive thank you there to both the davids tenant and morrissey and of course the cast and crew of doctor who how exciting for that extra special sneak peek oh are they tricking us hmm <laughs> ah well let's get on with it Cloisterbell. Imminent disaster. The Cloisterbell? Yes. What's that? Well, it's a sort of communications device reserved for wild catastrophes and sudden calls to man the battle stations. 
That's the cloister bell. Don't worry about that for now. It's not really terribly significant. The cloister bell? Oh no. So, hello again to all of you at home. As always, I'm Rob and I'm here with Liam. Yes, hi everyone. Happy New Year. I mean, we're still in January, so I suppose we're still within the the time frame of being able Mm. to say that. Are we still in the 12 days of Christmas? No, (laughs) that's way gone. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's way past, way past. Um, Yeah, we were uh, supposed to be uh, covering uh, today's episode uh, around about the Christmas period, so towards the end of last year. But you know... (laughs) Close enough. Yeah, I suppose. But... um, (laughs) I mean, the full month hasn't quite passed, so I suppose there is that. But, you know, stuff happened, things got in the way, uh, we got colds, yeah. <laughs> and all that. So Yeah, so we'll talk about the next Doctor soon. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk any spoilers, maybe after the end credits today, uh, of the 60th or Series 14, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we could do. Sure, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I'm sorry, listeners, if we forget. <laughs> we may just hang up at the end. Yeah. yeah see you later, Liam. <laughs> Bye. And that'll be it. But no, ho- hopefully we'll uh, remember. Yeah, it'll be like those disappointing films. You know, when you wait at the cinema, then there's nothing. <laughs> How it used to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this film doesn't have five <laughs> end credits during and after the credits. What's going on? But yeah, hopefully we'll remember. We'll try and remember. We'll try. I'll write it down on a post-it. Yeah. But um, actually, uh, one thing that we will say is because, as you said, Rob, at the beginning of this podcast, this is we've been doing this year marks our fifth anniversary of doing the podcast, and it just crazy. I know nuts, and it just so happens that it will be uh, the sixtieth anniversary. So um, what we'll be doing in the podcast, we will still be continuing the uh, the never-ending review of season eighteen. Um, so that will be continuing. Um, but what Rob and I, uh, we've got plans. Um, there will be at some point, we will take a bit of a, ga- a bit of a, a pause, uh, this year. Uh, yep. We're having a hiatus. Uh, yes. I like, 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 like Colin Baker. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the podcast will be canceled. Uh, and then, and then we will, we'll, we'll be on trial when we get back. Yeah. We'll be trying to come back and then, uh, one of us will get replaced or something like that. God, yeah, Lord knows. But um, so we will have a, a bit of a pause later on in the year, but uh, hopefully it won't be too long and we will come back. And the plan is, folks, we do have plans. One of them is uh, to actually get on a... Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you revealing here? Not too much. Big plans. Yeah. Well, snippets. Snippets. Uh, hints. But one thing that uh, Rob and I do intend to do uh, whether we do it or not is another matter, but the intention is there, is to to get properly back on schedule, releasing the podcasts, uh, you know, much more regularly than we have done. So there is that. Uh, the other thing, and this is just a hint uh, to the listeners, Rob, is um, uh, Rob and I have been discussing something to uh, some ideas. One of them is we're, we're going to be doing some sort of a tournament and discussion about something um which will be quite big it'll be but it'll be fun and the and we will be wanting you listeners and people who follow us on the social media to to get involved uh with what we got planned uh later on so you listeners as well will be feeding in directly to 
um, some big discussions that will be taking place. It won't be. It won't just be for one podcast. It will be for for a number of them. So we've uh, we've got big plans there as well, as well as continuing the normal stuff of of reviewing stories as 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 we normally do. But yeah, it's funny. We always say, "Oh, let's never do long plans. They just drag on for ages." Yeah. Then we're like, "Let's do a big long plan." Yeah, no, no. But uh, we have we have talked about this, and I do think it'll be fun. It's not like yeah. my my wild idea of going. You know what? It'll be fun, Rob. If we do this big long thing looking at season 18, as well as the televised stories and the big finish, and that'd be fun. And actually, it's turned out to be uh, a bit of a long, needlessly long drawn out process. But what we got. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But. Uh, it's the long road to the 60th. It is, yes. But, so, yeah, 2023, this this is going to be the one, Liam. Yes, it is, yeah. So, we will try not to muck it up. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we'll still, uh, we're still dealing with the aftermath of 2022. Yes. The hangover of 2022, <laughs> yes. that's what this phase will be called. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what have you been up to in the days gone by? Well, um, I didn't really have that much time off work during the Christmas period. I mean, I had the, the bank holidays, which was obviously nice. I'm not complaining because, <laughs> you know, some people don't have those. So that was great. But uh, it uh, they, they came and they went. I mean, I had a great Christmas. Did you, Rob? Yeah, quiet one at home mm-hmm. with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, had a had a nice Christmas. Um, be watching films and, and whatnot, but uh, work has sort of like continued uh, a bit uh, since the beginning of the new year. Is uh, I've been wanting to. I felt like I didn't read as much as I would have liked last year. So my intention is to keep on top of my reading levels. Because, you know, not so it's a chore, but it's just got, you know, because I really enjoy it. But I've, I've got tons of books I still need to get through. Um, so, yes. So, I've been... Um, so, one thing I, d- I have done recently, which has been quite enjoyable, because it's been years since I read uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, All right. So, I thought, oh, well, I'll do that. So, um, I've read uh, The Fellowship of the Rings, the first one. Really enjoyed that. Um much more than I did first time round. And e- even to the point where, even though uh, p- people are familiar with Lord of the Rings will know who I'm referring to when I say this, even the character who just comes along and completely grinds the plot to a, to a halt for a few chapters, uh, I didn't mind him either. Good old Tom Bombadil. Because mm. um, one of the things about Lord of the Rings, it's it's one of those things of, it's got a, it's got a great plot and everything like that but you know the, the way that's written if, if if you are really into uh stories with world building and taking its time and building the atmosphere and you're getting a sense of the culture and the history of the place and everything like that then lord of the rings is for you if on the other hand that sort of th- like that amount of detail kind of irritates you and you know you kind of can we get on with the plot please and just tell the story then th- that will be quite irritating um and what ends up happening is you, you get all this great stuff. You know, you get a recap of, of The Hobbit, um, the story, um, Bilbo Baggins, what he's been up to, Gandalf coming in, the uh, Bilbo Baggins leaving the Shire, Frodo coming in with a ring, and then the whole beginning of the journey. This takes, you know, it takes a while. It's, you know, it's very nice. And they, they go on this, start going on the, the travels. Um, 
and then what ends up happening is, uh, you know, that they start to come across, uh, you know, the wraiths are starting to chase them and they're having to hide from them. They come across the elves. Then they're having to go through the old forest, which is great. And, you know, the, 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 the trees are sentient and a bit dodgy. Um, and Mary gets trapped inside a, a, a willow tree. And then Pom- Tom Bombadil comes along singing and doing stuff and completely just bringing the story to a grinding halt just as it starts but you know what on this occasion it's just like you know what i don't mind this it's 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 actually really enjoyable so uh well that's good yeah i think probably over the last 15 years i've 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 attempted to get back into the fellowship of the ring and because of that i've i've went back and read the hobbit a few times probably and then just gave up <laughs> or, or, or lost track and then lost track of time and not gone back to it. Oh, I mean, I, I really enjoy The Hobbit, so I would recommend it. But if, if you just you don't have to to read it in order for The Hobbit to make sense. Just just yeah, just, just every, stare I mean, at it. You don't have to read it. No, no. But the thing is, with The Fellowship of the Ring, it does it. The, it recaps everything that you need in The Hobbit. So handy. It, yeah. All that information's there. That's good. Hmm. Um, have you been watching anything? Uh, oh yes, uh, I've been watching some films. Um, I've been one. One of the things that has always fascinated me is uh, Watergate and President Nixon. Um, in fact, that's one. That's one other thing. I'm, I'm, I've got a few books uh, on that period which I haven't read before. One's been on my reading list since last year, so uh, I'll be reading those. Um, and I watched the. the I, I've seen it. Uh, loads of times over the years but i just think it's still a cracking good film all the president's men right okay. uh which is great so for those that don't know it's a it's the story about um the journalists uh bob woodward and oh i forgot anyway woodward and bernstein the journalists who investigated watergate and it's ha- how the, it's basically their investigation up to the point just as it becomes a national story it's got Robert Robert Redford in it. Uh, he produced it, uh, but he's also um, plays Bob Woodward in it. Uh, it's a great film. Dustin Hoffman uh, is in it as well. Classic films, brilliant. That's good. Yeah, huh. and uh, also been watching some of the Die Hard films. Nice. Yeah, okay. uh, because it's Christmas. Oh, well, funny enough, today at work, uh, this conversation came up, and there was a split amongst the group of it's a Christmas film. Uh, of course, those people are wrong, and um, people on my side go, "It's not a Christmas film." But anyway, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, it's one of those eternal debates. Um, on Disney Plus over Christmas, it was included in their Christmas category. Now, oh, what does Disney know? Yeah, what do they know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of Watergate, we we'll have a thing at work called Pie Gate. Um, <laughs> okay. All, all the pies were going missing. Uh, turns out it was the cleaner. <laughs> what eating? Eating all the pies. Yeah. All right. Okay. He got um, fired. Oh, it's a yeah. shame. There's another thing um, with my my mother. Uh, we call it Gate Gate um, mm-hmm. because um, she has a gate, uh, and there was a dispute over the the land with the council. Um, yeah, I don't know. Gate Gate. <laughs> all right. Okay. And uh, any update on that? My mother solicitor went to the council and said, "Stop harassing her. Anything else, go through me." Um, but she managed to get um, some really ancient land registry and prove it was hers. So nice, all, all sorted. You see, history's important, people. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, I went to see some family recently because we had a a bit of a family reunion. It was incidentally, I mean, my mum's birthday. Um, my uncle has a timeshare in all these places around the country, and one of them is um, this privately owned castle in um, in Northumberland, Horton Castle. It's near. Um, oh, why, why can't I think of the place? <laughs> it's near somewhere. Yeah, anyway, carry I just on. drove there. Anyway, yeah, it was <laughs> nice, and we're in a little cottage there. Um, it's this 13th century castle, so it's quite old, obviously. Mm. Um, it was good. Good seeing family, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's nice. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been watching some Daniel Craig's recently. Well, we, uh, we Films in general or the James Bonds? Uh, the James Bonds. Um, well, we stuck the last one on. I said, hold on, this is a bad idea. Because you know what's going to happen. We're going to start. We're going to say, "Oh, let's, let's put Casino Royale on after." But no, we just stuck the last one on, and then of course, yeah, we got the Blu-rays out and put Casino Royale on. Oh. Um, but and then we were talking um, because a few years ago I was on a Reddit uh, all about James Bond's balls. I beg your pardon. <laughs> well. The, um, oh, the scene got yeah, you right. Yeah, um, yeah. And this Reddit had concluded that they were destroyed, but then um, he has a kid in the last one. Yeah. No, that's the. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I, I mean, it's cl- it's clear in the in the in the in the film that he he gets a you know he gets a proper bashing, and he has to. It takes him a while to recover f- uh, from mm. it. Um, but uh, if you read uh, Ian Fleming's novel. Um. Because uh, it, it's a thing when you're first wa- if you're familiar with the novel, and you're watching the film, and you're going, are they are they going to do that scene? And you go, oh my god, they they are, they, and they go for it. Uh, there's obviously there's slight tweaks. Uh, in the novel, it's um, the villain Le Chief uses a carpet beater rather than a rather than a rope. But anyway, yeah. it's it's pretty much the the same thing, and um. In in the book, uh, when Bond recovers, um, he does he basically does say to to Vesper, you know, because obviously they're, they're falling for each other at this point. Uh, he basically goes, you know, I, I'm going to have to bed you to make sure that everything's in pro- you know proper working order. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know we, we see in the film and it's done in a, in a fun way, but you know clearly everything's Every, everything's um, fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Right. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> What else have I been watching? Oh, we watched a show on Netflix called Kaleidoscope. Oh, someone at work was talking about that. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, they... um, I'd uh, I'd probably rate it a 5 out of 10. Oh, okay. A good average. Um, mm. It was entertaining enough, enough, but the whole uh, appeal of it was that you can apparently watch watch the episode, the series, in any order. Yes, I heard that, yeah. So yeah. there's about eight episodes. Um, you have to watch the last episode last. Okay. Um. So basically, it was a a heist, and all the episodes were kind of set at different parts in the story. Some were twenty five years before, mm-hmm. some were a day after, six months after, an hour before. You know, so it was kind of piecing the story together. Uh, so that was the main appeal to it. But overall, I'd say it was pretty average. All oh, right. Okay. Um, oh, and I've got a new fridge freezer coming next week. Um, Liam, what am I going to do? Because 
because you're meant to leave a freezer to kind of sit for 24 hours. And you're not meant, I don't know, my my old one's full. I'm going to have to eat, eat everything inside. <laughs> I didn't, so... Uh, well, well, I don't well, know. Hang on, I'm going to have to move the old one and put the new one in. Yeah. When I move the old one... I'll just switch the new one uh, on and put everything in. I mean, who right. the hell's got time to hang Fair around? Enough. Okay. Yeah. That's I thought I'm going to have to eat everything and have <laughs> no. nothing. Eat pot noodles for a day. Oh, God, no. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give everyone updates. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, we did a advent calendar before, leading up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick thank you to everyone who contributed to that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much. Jake, Cody, mm-hmm. Sam, Alex, Jill from Married to Who, uh, Matt from Neither the Time Nor the, Neither the Time Nor the Space contributed to our... Grask episode, um, Ian and Mark from All Time and Space, Nathan and Brendan, Flight Through Eternity, Talia and Lucilia from the Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey podcast, Rebecca and Kenny from Pieces of Eighth, Elliot and Damla from Come Along Pond, Rob and Dave from the Doctor Who show, uh, Kaz and Shona from My Adventure in Time and Space, Chat Tsunami Pod, uh, Harry and Luke from WCCY. So that, um, that was really nice of them. Mm hmm. A lot of names there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of contributors. So yes, yeah. uh, I followed up with uh, Rob on that one. Thank you very much. Um, everyone there uh, put in a, you know, it wasn't just it, well. If anyone did do this, it didn't. It didn't feel like it, but it, it didn't come across that people would just I would just send them any old rubbish. It was really good uh, quality stuff. So thank you yeah. very much. It was great. Go go check it out, everyone at cloisterbellpodcast dot com. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's been a trailer for the sixtieth. Have you watched it at all? Oh, well, actually, talking about this... Oh, no, hang on. Should... W- Shall we've I got... play it for the listeners? Yes, okay, but I think uh, we'll 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 hold off uh, talking about the 60th till later on, like we said. Okay, well, should we play the trailer now or later? Uh, we'll play it later on. Great, okay, if we remember. If we remember, yeah. yeah. Oh, and also Big Finish is doing something for the 60th, of course. Yeah, of course. That so, goes so really safe. expensive. Um, yeah, probably. Um, with doctors four to ten. No, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a, that's a lot of them. Mm. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll play a trailer for the next doctor, eh? Yep. What day is this? Christmas Eve, sir. Eighteen fifty-one, sir. This creature came out of the shadows. Made of metal. What manner of men are they? Cybermen. Monstrous witch. Merry Christmas to you too. Yeah, uh, good stuff. So, Christmas, eighteen fifty-one. And Cybermen stalk Victorian London. The Tenth Doctor discovers a spate of mysterious deaths. Um, and he's surprised to meet another Doctor. Are two Doctors enough to stop the rise of the Cyber King? Cast and crew for this one, of course, the Doctor, David Tennant. Um, Jackson Lake, David Morrissey. If you haven't seen it, that was a bit of a spoiler. He's not the, actually the Doctor. Uh, Miss Miss Harrington, um, Devla Kerwin, um, was she in Ballykiss Angel? 
Yes, she was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember sitting down to watch the first episode of that with my granddad. Oh, it's a good memory. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, didn't she die? Did... Oh, yes, I think she did. Now yeah, she, I think she went down the cell and got electrocuted. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. Then she did this. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets electrocuted. Um, we have Rosita. Um, Vilil Shabalala. Wrong. We need to laugh. I'm not laughing at the name. I'm laughing at your attempt at saying it. Although I, yeah, jeez. Will you try better? No, no, no. We'll just leave it there. I, I'm not going to take that away from you, Rob. Okay. Um. Yeah, and we'll have a, a a bunch more actors in there as well. Um. I think those are the main ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I've got some notes somewhere for today. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do, Liam? Do you want to have a show have a little breakdown of the episode? Sounds good. See what good. we think? Yeah, yeah. Yep, so as we heard earlier on in that preview from the Children in Need special, um, the Doctor arrives in snowy Victorian London, 1851, walking around, smiling and stuff. Um, then he hears someone shouting Doctor. So he runs, meets Rosita, then... Is it Jason Blake? Jackson Blake? Should we refer to him as the next Doctor until his identity yeah, is revealed? Yeah, I think revealed? it's it's. Although I think it's Lake. Uh, I'm sure. Lake, not no, no, Blake. Lake is aren't his initials J L? Yeah. J L. Yeah. What would uh, not J B? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, do you have any memories or thoughts of the start of this episode? Well, uh, I I watched it when it was originally broadcast back in two thousand and eight, which is just it's just like oh, it feels like a lifetime ago, and uh, stuff like this, which makes you feel your age. But um, I do remember uh, bits of the episode, not the whole thing. I I could I didn't remember of you know seeing the TARDIS land in that archway with all the snow billowing, which is a lovely shot, um, and I've forgotten. That whole relishing of setting it up that this is Victorian Christmas. It's pro- properly Dickensian. And, um, which is great. The, the, they set up uh, the uh, the time and place quite well. But I do think the way that... I, me personally, I just thought it was a bit overlaid and a bit... Lots of... Um, lots of uh, camera turns. And just the, the Doctor walking around grinning like an imbecile. Um, but you know it's it's quite yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, I, I've forgotten all about that. But I, I remembered the the whole thing of of coming across uh, Rosita, uh, coming across the next Doctor, and uh, the Cyber Shades. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. What do you think of those? What are they? Um, cats. People with cats' brains. <laughs> what, what are they? <laughs> Big shaggy weird. Things which have been cybernized. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. And they can. They can leap, leap up walls. walls. Yeah. Well, they, they don't seem to be able to stand on their hind legs or anything like that. So they're clearly not human. Or they could... yeah, maybe cats. And they must land on their feet because one one flew out the window. Yes, that's yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We well, actually, we did get uh, Rob. You, you probably remember who it was, but we, we actually had a challenge uh, given to us for for today's podcast, which what? Oh, it was it was Matt from Neither the Time or the Space. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Actually, yeah, um, I'm not sure we're going to be able to to meet the challenge, but the challenge was. Uh, could uh, it seems four minutes is a bit arbitrary. I don't know why, but he said for four, four minutes. Um, I don't know whether I'll be able to do it for a minute, let alone four. But for four minutes, explain the purpose of the cyber shades and the cyber king at the end. Well, I think he said, can we justify the existence of them? Yeah, um, and I thought, oh, this sounds like a this sounds like a fun challenge. Um, yeah, of the of the cyber shades and the giant cyber man. We could take thirty seconds each in two goes. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, he didn't lay cheating? down the rules, but I mean, um, I did have a whole thing sort of like laid out about this, but I mean, it was really stretching credibility to its breaking point. But I did have something about. I don't know why I can be bothered to be honest, but I mean, we could try if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, shall I start the timer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go on. Let's see how well we do. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Oh, am I starting? Oh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> um I don't know. Are we in the two wins now? Does this count? Um, so the the cyber shades are um, justified because they are very um. Well, they are actually integral to the plot, uh, sort of. See, right? Okay, right. What's the point of them? Um, as we know, the Cybermen go around uh, converting uh, humanoids or humans uh, in themselves. But what's to say that? So yeah, exactly. Why, why not cats? I mean, not if cats? you think that the Cybermats are a thing in Doctor Who and are perfectly sensible and sane, then uh, why you should quibble with the uh, the Cyber Shades? It's either you think both things are ludicrous, or you don't. Yeah. So that's that's a minute in. We should we talk about the giant Cyberman. Um. Yeah, um, you gotta you gotta give love to the giant people. Uh, Matt once referred to me as Britain's tallest podcaster, um, uh, which uh, is arguably <laughs> not true. Uh, you're taller than me, Liam, but uh, yeah, you gotta give, give love to <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the big people. I don't know, fairness, he hasn't. Yeah, I don't think he's actually met me yet. So uh, until then, yeah, yeah. So this is this is just words. Uh, true, yeah. Until he meets me, then you're the tallest uh, podcaster. You lose the title. So. I'll lose the I'll lose the title. Yeah, but the thing is, even uh, thirty seconds to go, so keep, keep we haven't really me. answered it, have we? Oh, um, quickly, quickly summarize. Um, justify their existence. Twenty seconds. Um, they, they, they needed them. <laughs> need, I don't know. Uh, they needed them for the story. Yeah, you failed. See, I had this whole thing of going well. Okay. Um, what I'll do is I'll talk about uh, this thing from the what started to emerge in the 1950s and the 1960s. Yeah, yeah, no, no I'm just talking in general now. Uh, what up. I was going to say was in the 1950s and the 1960s, what started to happen was this idea that actually nature was sort of like a natural computer and it had all these feedback loops built into it. And so all of nature was interconnected. Um, and this sort of idea fed into uh, some certain scientists' ideas of how computers uh, would operate. Computers would be reflecting how nature works, and nature just happens to be reflecting how a computer works, and it's all like a feedback loop. So this idea with um, cybernetics started to emerge from this sort of idea. So in the 1960s, you know, when you've got uh, Kit Peddler coming up with the idea of the Cybermen, this sort of thing must have been 
in his thinking when he creates them. And so in the 60s, when you get the, the Cybermen stories and, you know, there's the whole thing about converting cyber, uh, humans into Cybermen, you get these Cybermats, which are clearly kind of like, um, oh, what do you call them? Uh, vermin. Uh, so they can be cybernized and made useful. So um, so taking that idea and trying to modernize it for, for new Doctor Who, it's just taking that idea and modernizing it and turning, you know. But the thing is, let's face it, the cyber shades are bloody stupid. It doesn't matter how you, you know, you try to argue it and rationalize it and try to sound brainy by referencing all this stuff about cybernetics from the 60s. Everyone recognizes that, yeah, you're talking bollocks, Liam. Uh, we all know this. I mean, look at them. <laughs> just crap. Yeah, just crap. Probably an easy cosplay. A lazy yeah, one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it could, well, actually, it could, because you know, cosplay is a big thing, and it could be, it could be a nice, easy way in for for a lot of people. So actually, there you go. There's there's actually something something there. It's a very easy way into the into the cosplay world. You can get a nice sort of. Um, an old bed sheet. Uh, an old bed sheet with, you know, black with shaggy bits on and a, a cyber head and you just run up the run wall. around like, yeah. a, like, a, like a dog or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, that, that's reason enough. I don't think we've justified their existence. No. No, but then the question is, could anyone? <laughs> Maybe mm. you should get in contact with Russell T. Davis and go, can you justify them? Oh, well, back to the story, yeah? So, um... <laughs> yeah. One of someone um, lassoes, yeah, Lake lassoes the the cyber shade, mm-hmm. and then they, in great cartoon fashion, they get pulled up the wall and through the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosita saves them with the axe. Um, yeah, and they're having a good laugh about it, so they're, they're getting on quite well. Yeah, which is uh, which is nice. Yeah, and the doctor presumes that he, this guy is is the doctor. Mm-hmm. Do you think the majority of listeners, um, listen, not listeners, <laughs> viewers, were thinking that at the time? Possibly, and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, obviously they're teasing it, and we knew at this point that we were coming to the end of the David Tennant era. Yeah. I was and keeping actually, an open mind. Yeah, and it's actually when you think about it, it's actually quite a good idea. Like, you, I don't, you could only do it as a one-off, but I think it's a quite a good idea of introducing uh, a new Doctor by having. The current doctor meet his future self and then lead up to the regeneration and there'd be some sort of we you know there's actually something really i do think that's a good idea and maybe the series could could actually do that for real in a way at some point mm. um so i think it was a good tease but I, I think at the end of it we i think really i think it was obvious that it was probably just a tease but either way the result is you do get quite a good um story out of it from 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 this perspective when the whole idea of it the character relationship between the doctor and this guy who thinks he is the doctor and how that's you know resolved and everything like that i thought was was really quite yeah. good the reveal happened quite early on in the story i thought Perhaps yes it uh and actually that that was a surprise coming back to it because it's be I, I think i've only i think this may be the only th- i think this may be the third time i've seen it so I haven't seen it that often, and it was a long time ago when I last watched it. Mm. Um, my memory of it was that the the that reveal happened 
three quarters of the way into the episode. So watching it again, it's like, oh, actually, this is, yeah, this is a lot sooner than I, than, than I remembered. I was quite surprised by I that. I took note that the Doctor inquires more about who this new Doctor is. And he mm-hmm. says that possibly he's the Doctor after next. Um, which contradicts the Doctor's own belief that he himself is his twelfth and penultimate do- self. Oh, yes. I hadn't thought of that. That didn't cross my mind. Mm. Because, you know, he, he's kind of got it in his mind that... Um, you know, we of course we had we had John Hurt War Doctor, mm-hmm. and then we had David Tennant himself take up two slots. So mm-hmm. when it comes to um, Matt Smith's final story, um, yeah, he he he, in, he believes himself to be the final. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. I completely forgot. I I missed that. Yeah, you're on the ball with this one, Rob. Mm, yeah, because yeah, because I was just watching that and just going, well, yeah, that's a good point. It may not necessarily be the the immediate next one; it could be the one after. But yeah, as you pointed out, that's a load of nonsense. Yeah. But in the moment, I didn't think that. Yeah, yeah, big good mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good spot, Rob. Good spot. Hi. <laughs> so the 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 new doctor says that his memories have gone. So a big mystery there, mm-hmm. and he says that something was taken and something was lost. So potentially setting up something um, further down the line in the show, if he was to be the next Doctor, mm-hmm. but that, of course that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. We see a cyber base, and they're working with um, Miss Harrington. Um, so she's working with them, and she goes off to that funeral where she, um, yeah, kind of massacre and oh, and, t- and takes some of the guys, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's a bit, uh, she's a bit bad. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I did. I did think that 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 uh, that scene was shot really well. Um. And the the look of it and the use of color. So obviously, everyone else who's attending the funeral is dressed very uh, somberly, all in black. Then Miss Harrington comes along, dressed in red, the harlot. Um. Uh, showing that she couldn't really give a toss about the funeral. In fact, she's the reason why it happened. She murdered the the chap who's getting buried in order to get all these people together. Nice idea again. It's a sort of th- you know, you, it's a sort of plot device that not only works here, but you can go, you know, you could see that working in like in a gangster film or something like that. Mm, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, oh, smart one, like it. I don't think it's particularly original, but it's still a good idea. And I thought, you know, it's 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 done quite well. And yeah, she just you know, uh, some of these people uh, she wants to keep alive, and they become cybernized uh, a little bit. So, because they're all they're all connected to charity, so uh, looking after orphans uh, and everything like that. And she basically uses these people to uh, to round up all the orphans. Yeah, all that slave labor. Yeah, all that child free labor. labor. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. to to help build later on as we established the the cyber king and everything but the, yeah. this um i thought the scene was, was quite good and very effective i mm. felt sorry for the priest or the vicar oh yeah chap yeah aye oh we had a nice scene with the 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 fob watch where the doctor thinks that perhaps this guy's memories is stored in the watch uh, which is a callback to um the family of blood two parter are you talking about the scene when he's explaining everything to to John who he who he is? Yeah. No, no, um not with the info stamps. It's with the it's he, um Oh, yes. This guy Sorry, has, has a on. fob watch. Um, yes. 
and the doctor thinks he might open it and his memories might return. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little call back to the the chameleon arc. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um. He the Blake Lake. I need to get him right. Um. The next doctor remembers holding one of these info stamps when he regenerated into Tenant. No, when Tenant regenerated into him. Yes. So oh. um. Yeah, he has this vague memory that he is the successor to, to Tenant. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, it's, it's a false memory from the info stamps. Um, it's funny we then see that uh, there's some Cybermen hiding behind the door. So, was he waiting there for a while? <laughs> a good ten minutes, Rob. A good ten minutes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just sneak up on them. <laughs> um, later on, we uh, finally get to see his TARDIS. Um. At the time, I was kind of still keeping an open mind, and I thought, oh, maybe we are going to see a TARDIS. Yeah. But it wasn't what we expected. <laughs> no. Were you it's underwhelmed, blue. or did you think it was a... Very <laughs> underwhelmed. Uh, do you remember what the uh, the new acronym is in order for this thing to work? Uh, okay, let's see if I can remember. Tethered. Aerial. Or something in style. <laughs> Yeah, that'll do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind one of those. Yeah, it's a, it's a hot air balloon. In Have the context of the show, I was a bit disappointed. Hmm. The next Doctor guy seems to have plenty of money in the look look through this um, this victim's possessions. It's, you know, it's all his stuff. Uh, but he doesn't he doesn't know that at the time. But obviously, uh, the Doctor's starting to to piece things together at this point. Yeah. And, and this guy's got this dream he wants to set off in the TARDIS um, once London is safe. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, the Doctor seems to have it mostly figured out. Yes, yeah. Um, the Doctor does say where the Cyberman might have came from. He says they must have fell out of the void. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I buy it. Makes yeah. sense. Where would, where, where would science fiction be without a void? I mean, how did... Yeah, I don't know. They were, they were locked away in there, what they just fell back through. And um, this is, of course, before Doctor Who just gave up and just had mon- new Mondasian or new Prime Universe Cybermen look like Cyberswans, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they just gave up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we look at one of the info stamps and we get a flashback of all the Doctor's faces. Yay! Yay! Cool fandom stuff. Oh yeah. Um, we've had scenes like that in the show before this, haven't we? Or not really? Um, I know we I... had we had sketches of stuff in like the Family of Blood two parter, which I know was probably the first time we saw the Eighth Doctor. Yeah, I mean, at this it may have had. I can't quite remember. It probably probably did because mm. uh, I know around about this period now and again you would get, you would get these clips but at this point it was quite rare and it, I thought it was yeah, I'm starting it, to think this might have actually been the first first uh, time we've seen them all possibly possibly yeah but uh, then it happens every year <laughs> now it happens every year and it's not really special I do yeah I do remember at the time back in 2008 when this was first on I was I thought this was a, it was a nice surprise and the fact that you saw all of them, like all the previous doctors, 
Uh, and I remember a few years, well, quite a few years back now, but it was a couple of years after this episode was shown. I, uh, someone uh, did a blog and they were reviewing this story. And they said when it came to this bit, they, I mean, they loved it, but they were a bit apprehensive because what they really wanted to see in their hope was Paul McGann. Are they going to are they going to include him? Is he going to be canon? Right. Um, and they went, yes, we get Paul McGann, and that person was happy. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was quite a nice moment. Mm. It wasn't, it, and that was the thing. I thought it was it was nicely done. Even now, I thought nicely done. It's not too gratuitous. Um, they don't linger on it too much. It's just a nice part of the scene because actually, what's important about that scene, and I think it's my favorite part of the episode, because it's. Three characters sitting down, working things out, and it's really emotional. You know, you're starting to find out about you know about actually, this isn't the next Doctor. No, and there's, uh, there's far too much luggage for just one person. Yes, yeah, yeah, and of course you you know because at, at this you know uh, David Tennant's sort of like catchphrase was you know I'm I'm sorry, you know always apologising and. At that point, you you know what's going to happen at that point when he apologizes. He's going to break somebody's heart. And that was the mm-hmm. thing around about this period. Uh, you know, and he goes, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. So, but there's too much luggage here for one person. And you start, you know, it, it, you know, it's sinking in with you, the audience, as well as the, the character. And uh, I, always thought, I always thought this was a great scene. Uh, but it's stuff like this, just really good character drama, which, uh, you know, that always works. Mm-hmm. And watching watching it again now is just like yeah, this is good stuff. It was just like, so, oh, uh, I've I've got something in my eye. It was like it was that sort of thing. Did feel myself tearing up a bit. Yeah, I know Doctor Who hasn't been like that in a long time. It hasn't, has it? Actually, no. Um, will it be again? I think it will be. Uh, as, but that's the thing. As long as it's bands, because I think um, it's all very well sort of like uh, being emotion uh, emotional, and you know, obviously you you get it's a big connection to the to you, the story and the characters and so on. Um, but this period of Doctor Who tended to, I think, overdo it quite a bit. Um, it's nice when it's, I think, definitely done, and it's you know underplaying it sometimes is much more effective as long as they balance it out with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it, it does feel like a heck of a long time now that you mention it, Rob, that we've had really good quality scenes like this in in Doctor Who. Yeah, it's always and just I- been a bit naff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I dare say we will be we will be coming back to, to moments like this, and mm. I'm looking forward to those actually. Now, yeah, yeah, that that gives me hope for the future. Yeah, but it was uh, anyway the favorite part of this episode, without a doubt. So as the story progresses, um, I think they eventually miss meet. Sorry, they eventually meet Miss Hartigan. Oh yes, doesn't she kill those those guys from the cemetery? Yes, she does. She electrocutes them. They've uh, served their purpose. They rounded all the kids. They've got the slave labor yeah, that they need. The yeah, yeah. Um, and the Cyber King will soon be awake. Um, the Doctor finds a Dalek dimension vault. Explaining them, um, yeah, yeah. Um, how the Cybermen traveled back in time. So not only did they fall through the void, then they went and traveled back in time. To, mm-hmm. to a time where there was little technology to build the Cyber King. Yeah, but I, th- I, I know what you mean. I d- but the, the way it, it wasn't a deliberate decision. It no. was that they fell through the void and they happened to land at a time without the technology. Yeah, they, they didn't just fancy a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
Um, so Miss Hartigan is shown in the throne, and she's to become the new king, uh, reluctantly. But, you know, she was willing to follow them, but then she's converted. Um, so it hasn't gone as planned. Anyway, so they rescue all these kids. Then then he sees his own kid, doesn't he? Just staring down at him. Is, do you think this is a good um, a good part of the story to happen, or do you, would you rather the story ended ended in tragedy? <laughs> it's a Christmas special, Rob, uh, and the fact that you know he lost his wife, yeah, is is you know is is tragedy enough. You can't have, and also his son died. Um, what I would have liked though was for this to I think been a bit, this whole thing being a bit better. I, sorry. I know this is going to come across as a bit cruel because, you know, it's just a kid actor. I thought the kid playing his son was crap. Yep. I thought the same thing. <laughs> this guy is shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, but, you know. Um, so that's the thing. That that's that took, I thought it was a great moment. He's reunited with his son. It's lovely. It should be emotional. I'm really taken out of the episode going, but he's crap. But yeah, he's just standing there like like there's nothing going on because you know when this is going on you know he's seeing his father for the first time since those awful events uh you know he's been a he's uh he's been a child slave he's reunited with his father who's trying to get to him explosions are going off and he's just standing there like a hey, lemon dad what's happening yeah no emotion going on whatsoever just just nothing yeah i, I mean I mean, maybe the fault's not with the kid. Maybe it was just the direction. Just stand there like nothing's happening. <laughs> you know, give him some decent direction for goodness sake. So yeah, that 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 was unfortunate. But the but no, I'm didn't want to, the ultimate tragedy. Thought no, it's it's nice. He's got reunited with the son and not. I mean, he's he's got, the poor chap's been gone through enough. You know. Um, yeah. Encountering Cyberman, his wife. Uh, died the son was taken away then he thought he was somebody else and had a massive identity crisis and then worked out who we thought he was isn't that person the poor chap's been through enough yeah so, it's been a yeah. tough day yeah yeah <laughs> worst Christmas ever so the doctor tells um, tells him to look after his son while the doctor himself goes to fight and then he does a fancy thing where he um, goes up the rope doesn't he mm-hmm. or something or other yeah um, the Doctor goes to fly the balloon TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does say he's never flown a balloon before. I wonder if this is another error. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's about to be some random comic or big finish yeah, story. Yeah, big finish. Or some original novel where he was in a balloon or he influenced the French to make the hot air balloon in the first... You know, some, yeah, yeah, it's better to have been a mistake. It's better to be. There's now a giant Cyberman walking the streets. Um, so the Cyberman turns to face the TARDIS, and then the Doctor tries to reason with um, Miss Hartigan, who's sat at the centre, like the Power Rangers at the centre of the Megazord. <gasps> yes! You know what, Rob? I, I can't believe that connect. I never got that connection or made that rep. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but less cool. Yeah, less cool. And actually, right, um, who was the uh, the woman villain in the Power Rangers? Rita Repulsa. Yes, Rita Repulsa. Right, okay. <laughs> she was great. She had a great cackle. So, which one, Which of the villains, villainesses of these two things, uh, which one's better? Well, it, it goes, hands on, goes to Rita. 
Yeah, exactly. Right answer, Rob. Please, yeah. yes. She didn't Absolutely. have the the um, cyber shades. She had the putties. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, they just walked around going. <laughs> <laughs> but but Rob, but Rob, they are better than the cyber shades. Yeah. This is facts. Hang on. Uh, I want to. Power Rangers. Hang on. I'm just. What was her name? Rita. Check out her hair. Oh, it's fantastic. Hang on. I just want to. I just. I just want a clip of Rita. Classic, classic stuff. Brilliant. <laughs> I forgot how badly dubbed it was um, as well. But yeah. Sorry, just because. No, no, it's fine. It's rocking. It's good. Uh. So, uh, back to the next Doctor. Where were we up to? Oh, yeah, he's about to face off with the... Um, with the retail the Cyber Megazord. Is this... Is, I don't know if... Is this the genuine song? Can we get away with playing the whole song in this podcast? <laughs> I don't think we'll be sued. Just play it. Sorry, I can't hear you. Go, go, power Rangers. Go, go, power Rangers. I need more power Rangers. Anyway. So good. And then we've got to talk about bloody next doctor. Ugh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so doesn't he call it a cyber dreadnought? D- does that mean they've they've come before? We've had these before. Oh yeah, he does make some sort of reference to that. Yeah, because uh, he, he the whole yeah he 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 does, and he says that the whole idea is that it, it just converts. Like thousands of the population. Oh yeah, like it's a, it's a, it's a conversion factory. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just want it like running around fighting monsters. Yeah, where's Godzilla in this episode? <laughs> oh, sorry, Godzilla. Um, yeah, <laughs> where, where? Yeah, <laughs> they missed a uh, trick with this. Yeah, be less what? Doctor Who, be more Power Rangers and Godzilla. Yeah. Should do Power Rangers podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the big announcement. We're ditching this bollocks, and we're doing yeah. a Power Rangers uh, podcast. Oh, you know what? I've thought of a really good name if we ever did a Red Dwarf podcast. 
You know, I, I don't even want to say it in, t- in case someone steals it. I'll, I'll text it to you. Right, okay. Did you know that there was a, an episode of the Power Rangers, which was a, a cross between the Power Rangers and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Is that true? That is true. How do I not know this? I don't know, but I've, what? I, 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 I have seen it, and it's epic in a way that I didn't think was possible. Oh. It's the Power Rangers and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they oh. unite... And then uh, the villain ends up brainwashing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to fight the Power Rangers. So the Power Rangers and the Turtles are fighting each other, but obviously they overcome the brainwashing and they unite and they defeat the enemy. Right. Uh, forgive me if I just fact check this. Was this not in fact a dream? Uh, no. No. Um, anyway, so I'll, I'll text you this name. You get the reference here. Yeah? No, I don't. I remember bits of that episode. I can't remember the full thing. No worries. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've explained it, now I get it. That is actually, oh. yeah, that is a... Then I bet no one would get it. <laughs> That's Abla- weird. <laughs> but I bloody didn't. <laughs> but uh, now that you've explained it, it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No one will ever know. No one will, yeah. It's a secret, folks. Yeah. So, um, Jason, uh, is it Jason Lake? What yeah, whatever. Name? Yeah, yeah, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, not Jason Blake. Yeah. Anyway, that that guy who's the next Doctor, um, he looks up because the Doctor yeah. is zapping the Cyberzord mm-hmm. with a Vortex gun, the the the, the Dalek time rod thing. Uh, yeah, and then we get Tenant style Vortex actually shooting it in. Um, and then he looks mm-hmm. up and he explains to everyone precisely what's happened. It's going to go to the void and... Oh, no, it's going to go into the vortex and disintegrate and stuff. And then just goes and uh, London cheers. Yay! Happy times. <laughs> and then David Morrison's uh, character... Who's Morrison? <laughs> David Morrissey. Um, uh, he get, uh, Whatever his character's name is. Jason Lakeland. Um... Uh, he gives a big speech that no one's ever thanked the doctor. That's wrong. Yeah, that, I, I was have. thinking that. Yes, I'm sure <laughs> someone said thank you before. Yeah, the, the guy gets enough praise, especially this doctor. No wonder he's a wanker. Um, <laughs> but everyone cheers and he gets applause. And then, you know, we, we see uh, David Tennant in the balloon with his hair waving heroically and, you know, ringing a bell and looking happy. And Brilliant. it's all yeah. good. Yeah, happy endings. Yeah. So he says that uh, the events of today would be history, um, spoken for centuries to come. <laughs> <laughs> Until Stephen Moffat comes along and retcons the whole thing. Yeah. But let's face it, that needed to happen. Yeah. So um, the the cyber Power Ranger Zord fell through Amy's crack. <laughs> <laughs> is is that right? Is that essentially what's happened? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that's so what's happened. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, that's what's happened. Yeah. He lets he lets um, Jason or Jackson or John Blake. Let's that guy take a look inside his TARDIS. Um, his reaction's brilliant. 
Oh yeah, I thought that's probably one of the best. Uh, He's saying it's complete and uh, wonderful nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is. Yeah, it is. It really is. That is a. I love that scene. I thought that was really it's delightful. So good, yeah. Yeah. He questions the doctor and all his uh, companions and why he's alone now. Mm-hmm. Um, some leave, some forget him, some break his heart. Um, yeah, so he, he insists that he stays for dinner, and he does. Yeah, yeah. The end. Yeah, and quite a nice ending, I thought. Yeah. So, um, what what next? Do we look for some uh, listener feedback? Yes, I think we've had some. Um, Steve Matthewman said, loved it. Good. Straight to yeah. the point. Glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. TARDIS Fam 1963 said, it's definitely one of David's best Christmas specials. Something good and something heartfelt. Yeah, I think that's a good summing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve Hyatt said, excellent. I never for a moment thought Morrissey, not that one, was <laughs> the doctor. But the way it was done was very clever. Mm-hmm. The kaiju cyber thing was brilliant too. One of the best, if not the best, cyber stories of the new era, in my opinion. Even if the cyber shades looked a bit pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know what? Yeah, you, you might have a. You also may have a point with the. Uh... D- hang on. So did you say uh, the best Simon story of the tenant era? Of the um, new era. Well, way, of the new era in general. Yeah, I don't think I share right. that opinion because to me it doesn't feel like a Cyberman story as such. No, I know what you mean, but um, apart from the Peter Capaldi Cyberman episodes, I think I might agree. Actually, James Swift said it's my least favorite Christmas special. Least favourite Cyberman story and least favourite 10th Doctor story. I think the twist both happens way too early and yet seems to go on too long. Yep, fair uh, enough. Not, not a fan. Alexander Grogan said, I remember being excited at the idea of a new Doctor straight after the Stolen Earth regeneration. David Morrissey was a great actor for the role of the Doctor, mm. even if it was short-lived. You know what? I, yeah, I agree with that. I'll come back onto that when we do our summing up. But yeah, right. I agree okay. with that. Dave Steele said, an excellent central story idea that benefits from David Morrissey's committed and authentic performance and genuine rapport with David Tennant, who is at his peak. The Victorian backdrop is gorgeous and the Cybermen are the icing on the cake. Nice. Good. Yeah. Very positive. Mm-hmm. Sonia? Um... You right, Liam? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry. Sounds like you fell over. <laughs> no, I'm still here. Um, Sonia said, I enjoyed this one. The Cyberman parts are, are meh, but I love <laughs> the storyline of the Doctor trying to figure out what's going on with the new Doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. Rosita is amazing, and David Morrissey is great. It was a fun one. Yeah, Rosita's a fantastic character. Yeah. Again, I'll come back to that in my summing up, but yeah. Sean, the Mondasian Cyberman. Um, oh, sorry. Um, he's changed his name to Sean, the Mondasian Psychic. He said, I really like it. It's surprisingly underrated. The next Doctor is a fun Cyberman adventure, which adds some cool new aspects to cyber lore, such as the Cyber Shades. 
and the Cyber King. David Morrissey gives an excellent performance as Jackson Lake, that's his name. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you find yourself wishing he was the next Doctor. Of course, we ended up with Matt Smith, who was fantastic anyway. So it all worked out well in the end. Okay, good, good. Thanks, everyone, for sending those in. We did a poll. We asked, is it good, average, or bad? Got any feelings here, Liam? I've got a sneaking suspicion, especially given all that, that most people would say it was good. Yeah, 58%, in fact. All right, okay, yeah. Uh, 25% average, and almost 17% said it was bad. Okay. So, yeah, I think um, my opinion is it's one of what one of the better Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Again, not not one of the best Cyberman stories, but incidentally, it, yeah, it is good. Uh, David Morris is great. My favorite moments would probably be the initial kind of exchange with them at the start of the story, the emotional stuff we're talking about in the middle, um, mm-hmm. like the the mysteries being kind of unraveled. Yeah, and um, yeah, oh, that TARDIS reveal at the end when he goes and says the TARDIS. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, it's great. A good moment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's memorable as being a kind of deceiving new Doctor story as well, mm-hmm. kind of, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I really loved it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's. Um... Didn't care so much for the villains. Oh, and we we forgot to mention that Miss Harrington blew up like a popped balloon. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. David Tennant's not really my favorite Doctor. I mean, that isn't to say that I don't find him unwatchable because I think you know him as an actor is good. I just don't like the personality of the Doctor. And coming back, you know, when I was watching this, I went, "Oh, this, yeah, this sort of reminds me of why I didn't." quite like his doctor and especially when you've got david uh is it it's david morris no yes morris, david morris yeah. yes um we got him playing the doctor and then you got uh, you know his companion rosita who's just fantastic and you're going i want to see them i want them in the series um but at the same time it's just uh, the, the whole thing's good i mean the, the cyber shades are ridiculous the cyber king's absurd um, but the thing is, I remember at the time when I first watched this in 2008 going, well, this is just <laughs> schlock. But I don't know what it is. Maybe I've softened and just, you know, whatever. But I've found myself uh, really, really enjoying it this time around a lot more than, than well, I did. Well, that's good. Yeah. You found um, something in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I always liked that, that you know, the, the scenes that we said that we really liked, but I, they shone even more this time. I just think those scenes are really good. For the absurd nonsense uh, that this episode has with the cyber shades and the cyber king, you know what? It's just I just went for the ride and I thought, you know, great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. I'd happily watch it again. So for me, uh, yeah, it's a good episode. I liked it. That's great. Well, I'm glad I picked it. Um, yeah, good choice. So it's it's probably a good way to start off the the sixtieth year. Because, of course, um, the next Doctor is David Tennant. He's back. Yes, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bit of a Christmassy one, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Close enough to Christmas. Yeah, we nearly nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
so well thanks for listening everyone today um for our first podcast of the year Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on socials for our usual ramblings and we have a Patreon um, if you choose to support us we have lots of bonus episodes on there um, we've just done a bonus episode which was a bit of a random one um, called The Power of the Cloister Bell just kind of giving thanks to everyone and having a bit of a chat um, should we show a preview from that Liam or no? Uh, if you like okay sure let's do it this is our latest bonus episode from patreon.com forward slash cloisterbell. This is The Power of the Cloisterbell, which narratively takes place after our The Power of the Doctor podcast, if that makes sense. And what we're doing? You know, I thought we'll, we'll go where you want to go, so where do you want to go? Can we go to, like, ancient feudal Japan? Right, all set. Feudal Japan. Geronimo! Well, uh, uh, there's fields and stuff. What's feudal Japan actually supposed to look like? Quickly, come on. What? Why the hell did you bring us here, Robert? I thought it was a good idea, but like, there's an army of samurai on horseback chasing us right now. Well, something's annoyed them. Quick, let's hide behind this bush. Uh, yeah, so if you want to see how Liam and Rob got out of that predicament, um, yeah, do, do support us on Patreon. Yeah, and hark at our acting skills. It's 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 absolutely amazing that Big Finish haven't actor, uh, asked us to appear in some of their stories. Yeah. Their loss <laughs> is your gain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Liam, what, what's happening next week? Well, um, so listeners, uh, stick around... Uh, Stick around for after the credits, uh, where Rob and I will be talking a little bit uh, for, uh, about the 60th anniversary. Um, but for the next uh, week's podcast, we will be going back to season 18, which was Tom Baker's final televised season, and beginning of what was called the E-Space Trilogy, uh, with the story Full Circle. Cool. Um, and also next week, um, well, for Christmas, someone got me the... Uh, the official Doctor Who 2023 annual. So, you know what? I'll bring that along next week as well. Oh, nice. I'll have good, a bit good. of a read while you're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. But... Yes, it is, Rob. <laughs> I'll read that while you win every way and bore everyone to tears. <laughs> um, yeah, sad, I'll, I'll bring it along. We'll have a little bit of a look through. Okay. Okay. Um, stick around after the credits. We talk spoilers. Yeah. Bye, this, is, this is where we usually cue the credits, but um, I didn't um, think ahead and have them ready, so I'm just stalling everyone until I bring them up. Here well, we go. <laughs> here, here, here we go. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, there they are. Great. Oh, yes, there they are. So see, see you all in about 30 seconds. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. The TARDIS cloister bell. Imminent disaster. The cloister bell? Yes. What's that? Well, it's a sort of communications device reserved for wild catastrophes and sudden calls to man the battle stations. That's the cloister bell. Don't worry about that for now. It's not really terribly significant. The cloister bell? Oh, no. And we're back. So, um, shall we re- reserve this part of the show for um, 
for spoilers going forward, do you think? Uh, presuming we want to be spoiled ourselves. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we can do. I mean, uh, me personally, I want to avoid yeah. spoilers as much as uh, Maybe as much just as like official news we could talk about. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so shall we shall we kick this bit off with the trailer for yes yeah the, yeah uh, the upcoming specials. Mm. Sometimes I think there's something missing. Like I had something lovely and it's gone. I don't know who I am anymore. The show. Just beginning. Worldwide premiere. Who are they? Monsters. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Dominoble. Open fire! If she ever remembers me, she will die. Jimmy, man! He's not there. You can't see him. Tell me what the hell is going on here? Well, that looks quite exciting. Yes, it does. I'm really look. It, it's done its job. That trailer. I'm really looking forward to the 60th. Um, and for a while, because uh, obviously it began with the 10th anniversary. Did it for the 20th. Did it for the 50th. Of having multi Doctor Who stories, uh, multi Doctor stories, sorry. And I've thought for a while that actually it'd be quite nice to actually have a celebration of Doctor Who, which perhaps doesn't do that, uh, and actually celebrates Doctor Who in a much more wider way. Um, and I think actually that's what Russell T. Davis has done. Um, he has looked at everything to do with doctor who and goes well actually we can we can we can do this we can take you know these characters from this era which was immensely popular and these characters these elements it's official uh it was rumored for a long time uh but beep the meep is gonna be in the 60th anniversary okay this was this was something i wanted to also bring up this part of the show but go okay. ahead please yes yeah so for those that don't know um beep the meep is a character who has appeared in several uh, it, uh doctor who comics i think maybe have appeared in some big finish audio adventures yes more more than likely actually but um <laughs> but beep the meep uh, was a, a character original to the doctor who comics from uh, i think the first one was at one called legion of doom uh, later appeared in some comic. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's available ones. now. I think it's still in print. Oh, available as the um, the fourth Doctor comic strip adaptions, Iron Legion, Volume One. Right. Okay. So you you can you can get that still. I think. Yeah. I do have it if you if you want it to watch. Oh well, th- thank you. But I remember reading those comics uh, when I was a kid uh, through buying old. Um, I think it was Doctor Who Weekly back in the day. Yeah, what later I, I've, got, I've got a few of those. Yeah, 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 and I loved it. It was it was great. It was it was the fourth Doctor, um, on Earth in Britain on this uh, on this adventure, encountering real people, going into their homes, and there was this 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 cuddly thing, cute beep the meep, who was being hounded by these evil looking things, 
which we also see in the trailer. And the whole thing is, um, this might be spoiling the spoilers, actually. Um, so maybe if you don't want to be completely spoiled and you know nothing about the comics and want to be completely surprised by the 60th, stop listening now. Um, but for those who are familiar, will know uh, that the whole thing that Beep the Meep being cute is, you know, doesn't really matter. He's a bloodthirsty <laughs> maniac. And these evil looking things, they're actually they're actually sort of sort of uh, the good guys. They're sort of like the police after this this bloodthirsty maniac. Um I just think this is absolutely fantastic that we've got that character in the 60th. And what I loved when that trailer dropped, only saying Beep the Meep was trending on Twitter. That's that's crazy. Yeah, which is nuts, but I just absolutely mm. loved it. Uh, it was so, great. So looking forward to our next phase of the podcast leading yep. up to the 60th. Yes. Um, well, I was going to suggest, would you like to kind of bookend that phase with perhaps partners in crime and um, stolen at journey's end, journey's end? Maybe maybe do some Dr. Donna stuff as well. Yes, but you know what? That makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Um, but shall we do the, the comic adaption as well? I think so. Yeah, I'd be more more than happy to do that because I've always loved that character. Yeah, ever since I've read the read those comics, and I always remembered him, always remembered those stories and everything like that. And the fact that it it's coming into televised Doctor Who, yeah, I I love it. Understandably, most people won't have uh, read these, Mm -hmm. so we'll kind of um, approach it that way as well. So we'll um, explain what it's all about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do that. So we have three specials for the sixtieth, uh, directed by Rachel Talalay, who I've I've noticed in the past I've called her Talalay. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, Tom Kingsley and Chena Button, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, filming. Um, um, by Bad Wolf, uh, Bad Wolf Productions, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I, and I'm I'm assuming filming's all all complete now because they're busy shooting series fourteen at the moment. Yes. Um, so we have these three episodes, and we have David Tennant, Catherine Tate returning. Um, he's being called the Fourteenth Doctor, officially, I believe. Right. Okay. Um and. Catherine Tate's back as Donna Noble. Um, we have Yasmin Finley joined as a new character. Um, do you know anything about her character? Liam? Is that the? Is she called? Is she called Rose? She is called Rose. I think. I think that's probably the. <laughs> the that's the extent of what you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you like me to talk any anything else now, or should, should we stop there? We'll just talk about the casting for the moment. I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, Yasmin Finley, um, a non-binary actor mm-hmm. playing um, also non-binary character. Oh, yes, I uh, I was aware of that. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bernard Cribbins is set to appear. Yes, his last... Presumably. Ever... Yeah, no, no, that was announced a while back. Um, yeah, I just or... mean because we, I've seen... Um, the leaked photos. Um, I'm just wondering um, 
because that all kind of came out shortly before he passed away. Yes, but I think it was also announced that all his scenes had been filmed. Oh, right. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Um, so, yes, uh, the legend, uh, his last ever acting performance. Yeah. Um, so that's something else to, to look forward to. It'll be a bit bittersweet special. because he's no longer with us and, you know, mm-hmm. man yeah. was amazing. Um, but we have we have we have his uh, final performance to to look forward to. Yeah, of course we saw in the trailer, um, Jacqueline King returns um, as Sylvia Noble. Yes, uh, which I'm pleased with. We've actually met her. We, we uh, have met her. Yeah, uh, and that that was great. I've got that last Doctor, which uh, regular listeners of the podcast will know, the last ever Doctor Who convention that we that Rob and I went to. We, uh, I didn't particularly enjoy it. I thought it was a bit too much of a weird experience. And I know this sounds odd, but the fo- constant focus on Doctor Who did my head in. Um, but there were some lovely highlights, and one of them was actually meeting Jacqueline King and being able to to ask her questions and talk about her theatre experience, which was great. And she really lit up, and clearly that's her passion. But she did say that she enjoyed her time on being in Doctor Who. And the fact that she's come back, I think after all this time i think you know proves that mm-hmm. uh, i'm looking forward to you know uh seeing her performance uh, as donna's mother again yeah so good mm. um we have a guy called carl collins returning as a character called sean temple who is donna's husband and we have a recycled shot of shooty gatwa that we yes i've heard something yes i've heard something about that shot uh, the one where he's saying, "What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, that that uh, shot has been manipulated. The background is not what will appear in the episode because okay. apparently that will give something significant away. So that shot, the background has been completely altered to how will it appear in the final episode. We just can't believe anything, can we? No, it's all fake news. This trailer yeah. can't trust anybody but i thought that was interesting especially because i've always thought that shot looked a bit odd like how he appears and the lightning in the background did seem a bit mm. didn't seem to gel but so when i when i even he sto- himself doesn't know what the hell's going on yeah exactly so 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 when that story uh when that was announced about that makes sense yeah but yeah so there's that was just there. an impromptu shot that he was just screaming at the crew what on earth is going on here? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, great. We'll have that for the trailer. But that's actually, you know, that's not him acting. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more piece of casting. Uh, a guy called Neil Patrick Harris has joined the cast. Who? Never Who? heard of him. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, that announcement came back a while. It still hasn't been officially announced the character that he's playing. But I think, because it was rumoured for a while that... Uh, that he was playing the Celestial Toymaker. Yeah. Uh, which, again, for those who may not be familiar, there was a Doctor Who story in 1966. Mm. William, with, so, William... with that in mind, if that's true, are we going to review that? I, well, we could do. Um, so that uh, And that'll be interesting, because uh, apart from episode four, it's a four-part story, um, three of the episodes are missing. Yeah, I think me and you are probably quite familiar with episode four. Yes, because we saw it all those years ago when it was on the William Hartnell years VHS. Yeah. Um, I always really liked that episode. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 
So yes, makes sense. Let's review that. It still hasn't been announced that his character is the Celestial Toymaker, but I think watching the trailer, a lot of people feel like that is definitely the case. Uh, it does have a very fantastic, you know, f- fantastical warped reality sense, and that ties into the Celestial Toymaker's character. Um, so, I mean, may not, still may not be the case, but. Um, doesn't seem it doesn't seem too far off the wall i think mm. and there have been attempts of trying to bring that character back um it was going to be the original intention for season 23 that there would have been a story with a celestial toy maker in but that was the series that was affected by the hiatus and what we got instead was the trial of a time lord all right okay which to be honest i'm actually pleased because i think the original oh, it intention... was going to be the blackpool one which yes finish is done yeah yes uh i haven't listened to that one yet have you listened to it no no right okay it may actually be a good story in fact because wasn't that originally written by graham williams oh i don't know um nothing get the stories mixed up but i don't know what it is having having a doctor who story set on blackpool pleasure beach never really struck me as a particularly great i don't know yeah. <laughs> might be being a bit unfair but uh, i'm pleased we got the trial of a time lord instead because i like that story yeah but um I have a huge soft spot for it. But anyway, yeah. So there have been attempts of trying to bring the character back. And, uh, you know, if, we, if we've got Beep the Meep in it. Oh, yeah. Um, the first eighth Doctor comic for Doctor Who magazine um, called Endgame featured the Celestial Toymaker. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Um, but maybe we can pencil that in for next year, for, the, for later in the year. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just review everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been two more pieces of cast and news. Uh, I had been aware of them. Um, for anyone that is keen on checking out Doctor Who up-to-date spoilers, the hashtag DWSR um, is tailored for specifically up-to-date set, uh, leaked set photos, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you'll probably want to avoid that, Liam. Yeah, me personally, I think I will. Uh, I know that there has been um, some people think that we may know what the TARDIS interior will look like. Yes, um, it's a lot of details, mm. but apparently there's been a, a dodgy phone video leaked of a partial glimpse. <laughs> right. Okay. So if you, in fact, on the DWSR hashtag, there is photorealistic fan renderings of what it might look like i accidentally came across one of those okay just a couple of days ago um, um i'm looking at it now um it it's obviously um it's a, hmm. it's sort of like a cross between david tennant's original tardis and the 60s yeah. version of I, it i don't really want to describe it much more than that yeah, but I mean, do you think that's a good description of it? Yeah. Yeah, but I, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I'd leave it at that. I thought, um, I mean, if that is the thing, I think it would be, it, it's, it's a good design. Yeah. Uh, I quite, I quite liked it. And I thought the, um, I thought how they even, how they brought the, the scanner screen into it uh, was interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it does, it does look like quite a nice design. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye out for any, um, official announcements on on that as well maybe we'll discuss that if, if that's the case if you come across it yeah yeah 
um, two more pieces of casting, which I'd seen leaks possibly the day before. I think that may have been what prompted the official announcement. But Gemma Redgrave is back as Kate Stewart. Yes, it, it the impression. I don't know whether you thought this, Rob, because I know that there was another casting. I'll, I'll let you explain the, the okay. other casting announcement. Are you under the impression that Unit's going to play a much bigger role with the series? Uh, presumably, yeah. Um, that, unless that's it's it. just an episode one kind of thing, because um, we're actually on to series fourteen news now. Sorry, I should I should have mentioned that. Hmm. Um, not sixtieth yes. anniversary news. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the the series of Doctor Who to succeed the 60th anniversary specials, which mm-hmm. um, series 14, um, starring Shudi Gatwa as the 15th Doctor. Um, so yeah, we have um, oh, who's the companions? Um, Millie Gibson. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, sorry. Going on to um, Gemma Redgrave with Unit. You mm-hmm. think it may be a um, she might have more of a, more of a presence than just one episode. I think so. And I would, whether they do this or not, I, I don't mind. I, I'm just looking forward to like being surprised and seeing what direction they're going in. I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, the, the, it feels like the show is going to be completely reinvigorated, which I think it's, it's needed. Mm. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the impression I get is that unit will play a much bigger role and be a bit more integrated into the series. Um, I would, and because was, I she, that, was she wearing kind of Pertwee colours, do you think? She was what, sorry? Do you think she was wearing like Pertwee colours? Maybe green and would it possibly red? I never thought of it like that, but yeah, that, that shade of green. It's not quite the same, but the shade of green does seem to does make me think of yeah. the, the green velvet jacket and uh, like the Time Warrior and stuff. Yeah. Um Maybe I'm reading too much into <laughs> my new details. Perhaps. It's just a nice it's just it's just a nice it's just a nice coat, Rob. Just to relax. Um, but the impression that I got with that announcement uh, was that maybe Unit would be playing a much bigger role. Mm-hmm. Especially because the other... I'll let you make the announcement, but aren't they supposed to be a Unit character as well? The other casting announcement? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but um, it's a character, Gwilliam? Is that who you're talking about? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a billion fan rumours out there. Is it predictably going to be the Master? Is it, I don't know, um, Merlin? Is it one theory? Is is it um, Gwen and Reese's child? Oh, right, okay. Is William? I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's a million stupid ideas out there. Okay. Um, all with a lot of... Um, thought put into it but mm-hmm. um yeah i don't I don't really know who the who the character is um controversially i think he's playing just who they said he is <laughs> uh, and who's that um is there someone called roger roger something william yeah is that yeah right? but maybe that is a clue because roger delgado played the martyrs <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but uh yeah any thoughts on all that uh, no, other than the fact that um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I am aware also that, because uh, one of the th- concerns that I had was that the, the involvement of Disney. Uh, oh, right, get yeah. involved, And I just thought, you know, because, uh, you know, the Disneyfication of stuff and um, 
the way that it was reported was well it, it gives the the show a much bigger budget than it previously has uh which on the face of it sounds great but on a, in an odd way i think that sometimes can be a, a plus and a, and a minus mm-hmm. uh for for a production um disney have uh, and the thing is i didn't want too much disney involvement at the end of the day you just want a good show um they're already having an involvement but from the way it's been reported is obviously it's been very positive uh russell t davis apparently gave uh, an interview recently uh, and this was was touched upon and he was asked to to rewrite um some scenes uh because apparently disney thought it wasn't big and bold enough and needed to have more action and it's like you've got the budget do it uh and so rtd has has went back and and, and rewritten it and said is it is much bigger and much better right okay um so it's obviously it's all you know we're leading into the the promotional stuff so we're not going to be hearing every anything negative really but that does actually sound quite positive yeah it can only be a good thing surely i mean if if they're cracking down on the license more of doctor who um it might mean a bad thing for content creators fan fiction (laughs) people in our corner of the fandom um but i don't know maybe not yeah actually that that is a really interesting point i think maybe it, it, it's fine for the moment because i think russell t davis is, is you know because he's a fan himself and he understands all that mm-hmm. uh you know he when the show came back in 2005 he was kind of responsible for protecting big finish and their license and, and doing their thing. oh yes is this when he said to the bbc executives like don't worry i'm handling that and then just never done anything with it yeah exa- and then just quickly divert the- yeah yeah exactly so he knows all that and you know um, so, so do, you, do you reckon it over disney they're like what about this cloistabelle podcast he's like <laughs> i'm handling that oh yeah because we're on disney's radar obviously they talk about us weekly at least yeah uh no i think i think we're fine but no actually but that, that you have raised an interesting point it would be interesting because uh it'd be interesting to see because there has been some genuine and this is just with the bbc there has been some you know uh doctor who stuff put out there original commentary on it not really infringing on copyrights and some people have been a bit burnt with the bbc yeah it's unfortunate there's people mm. doing um original work not um not necessarily copying and um the bbc's reached out and told them told them to stop um and it's no different to what other people are doing and you know it's it's only happening to certain people i, I know there's a yeah. few issues with people like us content creators but they monetize it um and there's also sort of licensing issues and getting the content taken down and stuff. Um, but that's a, I don't know, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think we're, I mean at the moment we're probably worrying unduly about that because there's, there hasn't been anything as far no. as I'm aware. We haven't had a cease and desist yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. Uh, I, th- I think we're fine, Rob. I think I think right. we'll I think we'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, um, I think that's the end of our post credit chat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh well. Thanks, Liam. We'll, I'll we'll have a chat next week. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So. Um. Yeah. We'll be looking at uh, full circle. Yeah. See everyone around.
Yay. Hey. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone.